Xbox on. Game on, baby. Woo! Hey everyone, Ross here. Now, I'm actually alone right now and I'm not quite sure where everyone is. Although it's quite weird, Clay said he was busy, but I can see him on his Xbox playing Siege. And I'm not quite sure where Reese. Oh, Reese! What? Are we doing this episode? Ross? No! Okay. No, I'm busy! Yeah, really? Really busy. Just listen to the interview instead. Well, looks like we're not going to have a regular episode this week. We're just going to have this week's interview. Xbox Snap, this week's interview. All right, everybody. Hi, and welcome to this week's interview. We have with us today Steve Stewart, the co-founder of Dreamloop Games and Xbox PS4 and PC indie developer from America who lives nearby me in Helsinki, Finland. And he's here to talk to us today about that kind of cool stuff and also their upcoming game releasing on Xbox One very soon, Stardust Galaxy Warriors, which is a four-player local co-op, uh, side-scrolling, bullet-hell, shoot-em-up, old-school thing. <laughs> Steve! Please save me here. Say hi to yeah. everybody. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, yeah, so SGW is, um, that is, is a, coming to, to Xbox to One. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we've been calling it Stellar Climax internally for a long time, So, um, or SGW, whichever you know, whichever way we feel at any given moment. And um, you got to have abbreviations because that's quite a mouthful of a title. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so Steve, tell us about yourself, uh, about your company, and, and, and what you do, and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, so about me, um, I'm a Navy veteran. Uh, I moved to Finland for love, which I think is basically Aww. the only reason any American goes there, typically, or mm-hmm. Nokia. Um, not anymore. And, uh, yeah, not anymore, I unfortunately. That's, feel bad. Yeah, that's a pretty deep burn. So. <laughs> <laughs> for Dreamloop. Uh, I do a lot of stuff. You know, I co-founded the company with uh, with Yoni and Hannes back in the day, and then we added s- some more founders a little bit later on. Um, and you know, right now it feels like all I'm doing is just coordinating everything that's required for this release. So I guess I'm kind of acting as a release manager now. Um, normally, you know, I I do because we've got some other projects and stuff like that. I do some writing and um, I handle any of the business development stuff that 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 needs to go on, you know, like making sure that we're in compliance with all of our agreements with, you know, for instance, Xbox and, and stuff like that. And, uh, so release management has, has gotten tossed in there and also anything external, you know, uh, anytime people have a complaint, which hopefully isn't very often, but you know, <laughs> I, I address that stuff and, um, cool. also a little bit of light design stuff, uh, still trying to, still trying to get my way in there as well. You, got you know, fingers uh, in every excellent. pie. Yeah, you know, it kind of feels like that sometimes, and some of them are varying temperatures, so I find myself getting burnt. Mm. (laughs) How big is the studio over there? How many guys do you guys, or is there, or how big is the team, I should say? Yeah, right now we're uh, nine people, um, and yeah, so we we started um, 
it was just the three of us at first, me, Yoni, and Hannes. And then um, we added uh, a, a couple of the other guys who used to be part of a team called Vasada. And basically, we found out that <laughs> apart, we were we were doing a lot of stuff well, but we had these these kind of holes that the other team could fill. And so we came together and uh, we joined two smaller studios to to make a bigger one in Dreamloop. Excellent. So, yeah. so can you tell us a little bit about SGW? So yeah. w- w- for the listeners here, w- to get them excited about it. Give them a better yeah. description okay. than I did, please. So I guess the <laughs> easiest way to describe Stardust Galaxy Warriors is to say that um, you fly right and you shoot things. Um, it's basically an arcade shoot 'em up um, with some pretty dang awesome music um, and <laughs> some giant mechs. So you get inside some giant mechs, uh, you and three friends and you fly right and shoot everything everything That's awesome <laughs> everything there's not a dang thing you should shoot I, I love it so uh so okay tell us uh, like the the shump has been around for a long time especially the the japanese one and and yours is obviously taking a lot of cues from 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 the old school japanese shooters what uh, what what unique mechanics have you guys got in sgw uh that um i have so much trouble not saying sjw it's like the internet has done something to yeah. my brain <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, so. work with, I work with predominantly finnish people so everybody calls it sgv and i'm like why do you do that that's oh, a yeah. w it's a damn w but it's a, v. It's, it's a double v okay yeah <laughs> sjv or sgv uh, so yeah <laughs> what is unique about your game what makes it awesome except of course for shooting all the things well, you know, um, it's got immediately accessible fun, so you don't have to grind or anything like that. Uh, right from the get-go, you get to experiment with all the weapons you want to and stuff like that. We didn't want people to, to have to wait around, you know, to, to see like, oh, hey, you know, what, what does this weapon do? Or uh, right from the get-go, you can, you can jump in there and, and play with whatever weapon you want. Um, it's also got some RPG elements. So as you progress, and, you know, that's not really uh, all that common in shoot 'em up games um so as you progress you can add different uh different defensive upgrades and offensive upgrades and special weapon uh, uh, excuse me special attack upgrades and stuff like that to your mech um and so that adds a, a pretty nice element that you don't see all that often and then i guess um finally uh, it would probably be like Difficulty control, we have so many different options that you can change to kind of customize the game exactly how you want it. Uh, so if it's too easy, um, you can rank, rank, excuse me, you can ramp everything up to uh, a thousand, so to speak, and um, make it really hard on yourself or your friends. And Or you can make it super easy if you just want to enjoy the, the soundtrack and, and the, you know, the levels and stuff like that. So, yeah, difficulty control as well as uh, light RPG elements and, yeah, I guess yeah. that's Well, I mean, that, that difficulty control thing is actually kind of cool. I zeroed in on that straight away because Shomps uh, have this awful reputation of being hard as balls. And, you know, if you don't – a lot of people just get really easily frustrated by that sort of stuff. So it's right. nice that there's an option to, to listen to some, some, some cheesy Japanese-style music and, and shoot stuff without getting too angry. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, a, a lot of people. Um, so, who who's likely to play an arcade shoot 'em up? Uh, you you have 
of a wide variety of people, but on two opposite ends of the spectrum, you obviously have kids. And uh, on the far right end of the spectrum, you have people who used to play arcade games um, in yeah. legit arcades. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they might be daunted by by playing games nowadays that have too high of a difficulty setting if they're more casual. And we, we kind of want everybody to be able to take something out of it and have some fun. Um, also, I just want to say that as you get more and more drunk, it's potentially a more difficult game to play. So you can scale that down just in case, you know, that's something that you're interested in doing. It is a pretty fun party game. Oh, yeah, well, nice. four-player local. And actually, that uh, that sort of segues me into the next question i got listed here for you, and that is that uh, local multiplayer gaming is experiencing, like, a huge decline in popularity at the moment, which, which kills me inside because I'm... I love local multiplayer more than anything. And like, how, how do you guys feel about that? How important is local multiplayer guys to you? And is playing this game in four player local, like the, the way to play it, would you say? Yeah. You know, actually I prefer maybe, Hmm. I prefer maybe three players. Um, that's just cause I don't like it when VLA comes around. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess four player is the absolute way to experience it. Um, it it does get a little bit uh, more challenging, specifically if you have on like friendly fire and stuff like that. Um, but in my opinion, yeah, that's probably the way to go. Um, it, it's that experience of you know competing for the highest score. That's something that I did all the time with my friends uh, as a kid in various games, um, and so that's an element that we wanted to to kind of bring into a a more modern game with maybe a little bit updated graphics from, from what old school shmups were like. So yeah, uh, that's the, that's the ultimate experience, so to speak. So so it sounds like you were pretty, uh, had some fond memories of local co-op when you were, uh, when you were younger. Well, you know, co-op, Sure, but uh, I think just local game, local, local, uh, head to head was also like, you know, a huge element that, that, I, I enjoyed like for instance back in the day playing oh man all sorts of stuff but super smash brothers comes to mind you know just that the element of everybody getting together and kind of everybody's yelling at the screen and right. bumping each other and <laughs> you know and that's something that being I in the same room doing. yeah exactly <laughs> being in the same room and yelling at the tv screen and you know when you have friendly fire on in stars galaxy warriors um and you got power-ups <laughs> oh, everywhere and you're competing nice. for power-ups it, it kind of gets a little heated specifically at our office that, that's a great feature to have in there i mean it's it's these types of games you never see friendly fire on uh on any of these side scroller type type games whether it's you know the flying type that you guys have or any of the others that it's you just never see that with the with the co-op. So that's great. That's a great. A lot feature. of them. A lot of them. I think it's because it, maybe sometimes they're they're too hard as it is. You know, uh, a lot of shmup up games like they, they design it to where it's like a super challenging experience, and we have that totally available in SGW. But it's not the that's not exactly what it's meant to do. You know, um, it's meant to be fun for you and three of your friends uh, right from the get go. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, well, you don't gotta punish people in order for them to have fun, you know, with a with a shoot 'em up. Uh, I think that was kind of that's a good portion of the point. Unless they like that. <laughs> hey, in, in which case, do it. Yeah, you can. I mean, <laughs> that's why Dark Souls is a thing. But uh, yeah, for so sure. anime was clearly an influence um, about on, on your game, right? So, so, so tell us which 
Well, like, where did, where did you draw uh, this influence from? Any particular anime? Some of your favorites? What? So Gundam, obviously, obviously, you know, had a had a little bit of a had a little bit of an influence there, um, and you know, also I I think that maybe this wouldn't be something people think uh, because it does kind of have an anime vibe, but there's also a little bit of a Power Rangers vibe going on uh, with every single one of the mechs. Uh, though it's not a, an anime, uh, every single one of the mechs has their own primary color assigned and stuff like that, and. It also has kind of this tongue-in-cheek story that maybe pokes fun a little bit at modern anime. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I suppose uh, beyond Gundam, I, I can't think of too much, though. Uh, I know Vile, who, who did a lot of the, the writing um, for for the project, um, he, he he for sure took inspiration from a few places, but I'm not entirely sure from where. Yeah. So you would, uh, you know, before we started up, you had, uh, you or Reese had mentioned that you guys have already launched this on on Steam. Uh, I wanted to get your reaction on what it's like porting that over, bringing it over to the Xbox, and have there been any interesting challenges you guys have had to work through uh, as it's your first port? Yeah, uh, well, we kind of released this on on Steam. Um, we released Stardust Galaxy Warriors, but not Stardust Galaxy Warriors Stellar Climax. Stellar Climax is kind of <laughs> going to be the definitive the definitive edition, if you will. Um, okay. It's going to be our uh, kind of the way the game maybe should have been. We're going to have an extra character in there, and all of the all of the upgrade systems have have been entirely revamped. Um, you know, we've, we've given it all the visual polish that we can, uh, and we've really changed the experience a lot, uh, to make it what it probably should have been. And that's why, for instance, the, the release, um, of Stellar Climax will be free for people who already own the game on Steam. Oh, um, dude, that's but when nice. it comes, to, that's yeah, very well, nice. we didn't want to charge people again to kind of maybe get the, ex not that there was a lot wrong with it because we did have good reviews, uh, I think we're at like 94% positive or something like that. But I don't think that we wanted people to, to have to fork over extra money or something like that. Just to have the definitive edition. Uh, that would have been wrong in my opinion. Um, but porting specifically, mm -hmm. I, I guess for steam, it's uh there's a lot less requirements, you know, when it comes to when you work with, you know, some of these bigger companies to port your game to console, um, it becomes quite clear just how just I mean, there's a lot of compliance stuff you have to consider, you know, mm -hmm. um, and and you're working with well-established brands that have such very clear rules um, about what you can and can't do and and how to do things correctly and and things like that. So, you know, it it's it feels a little bit more like playing in the big boy leagues, I guess you could say, because uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you mean it's more red tape, more hoops you have to jump through. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say that specifically so much as you really need to know what you're doing, you know. Um, That's great. A lot. Uh, yeah. You can slap something together and, and put it on Steam. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that they have no quality control, but uh, it, it is you really need to know what you're doing in order to get your game on Xbox. Okay. That's excellent. That's great to hear. Hey, and I, I also wanted to ask you, you had, uh, before we fired it up, you said you're out in Seattle heading over to PAX. Yeah. So you guys got anything in store for, for PAX while you're out there? Yeah, actually, SGW Stellar Climax will be playable for the first time anywhere um, at PAX on Xbox One. Nice. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, 
I'm going to steal my dad's TV and uh, put it in the back <laughs> of his car and drive it over there. And uh, people can come up and play on the 60 inch. Uh, I think we'll, awesome. you know, yeah, man, yeah we're, at, we're at booth 7109, by the way, in case anybody is going to be there. Uh, we'll, uh, at, we'll make sure to tweet that out as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> we're going to be in the highest <laughs> room of the tallest tower, so to speak. It's uh, <laughs> way up on the top floor. Uh, but yeah, for the first time, it'll be playable there, and um, people will get to see our our new character uh, for the first time there as well. Um, so that'll be pretty cool. That's cool. While you're there, is there anything else that you're you're excited to go walk around and see? Uh, unfortunately, I am the only person from Dreamloop who will, who will be there, so I'm Ooh. booth manning the entire time. You know, exactly. dude, hard mode. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going to be hard work. You know, uh, there's. Man, we're we're really a small company, you know. So being yeah, able to even people. make this trip at all, yeah, and being able to make this trip at all was kind of, um, you know, it's a uh, it's a big deal for for a little company. So we were only able to send me, and uh, I'm gonna have to kind of play all parts, so to speak. And uh, so if I do get to walk around a little bit, that'll be great. Um, you know, definitely go and check out the Xbox booth. Uh, I know that they'll have, I can't remember all of the games that, that they'll have there, but I know that there's going to be a PAX open house, um, at the Xbox headquarters in Redmond. And I think they're going to have something like 50 titles that you can come and play. It, it is uh, 50 actually. We, uh, yeah. we've, uh, I was just speaking to Chris Charlotte today and, uh, we should have a, by the, by the time, uh, this, this podcast hits the internet, it's been gone, but we'll have had a, a sticky post up about that as well. Okay, yeah. But, uh, I think uh, I think I'll be headed there as well to the open house just to see what I can get my hands on before the you know the true hell of of PAX sets in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which way? What um what Xbox One games are you pumped up for coming out in the future? Any personal favorites? Oh, the Turing Test looks really great. Um, I played that you know, at Gamescom. Oh, by oh, the really? way, for for full disclosure for the listeners, uh, Steve and I know each other. We have met on several different occasions at uh, yeah. at various like uh, Xbox related and non Xbox related like uh, indie Finish gamer games industry things. events. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Wait, you're telling uh, me you're telling me you know people in this industry, and that's how we get people on our podcast? No, 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 no. no. It's it's my 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 amazing personality, or it's Rich Ross. But anyway, uh, so Steve and I know. How each dare other. we have ever met once before? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was giving him a lot of grief for not coming to Gamescom. I mean, of course, you, yeah. when you run a tiny company, you can't really afford to. <laughs> but, uh, right, for but sure. Still, so you missed out. I, the touring test is great. It's a lot. I would say it's well, basically, it's a really sexy looking portal without the jokes. Oh uh, well, hmm. it, it it seems to be trying to tell a really serious story and if you right if you know what the turing test is then and for those who don't know the turing test is uh, a set of tests that an ai uh if it can pass them then it's said to be sentient and a free thinking being right yeah so it's, it's definitely I, I, I like the hard sci-fi element i mean sgw for example it's so tongue-in-cheek and uh, sure it seems sci-fi to to some extent but um we don't really there's not a lot of scientific explanations for anything that happens in that game. And it's so tongue-in-cheek that it doesn't really delve into much of the serious side. But I, I love hard sci-fi. You know, um, I'm a big fan of, of that genre of whether it's games or books or movies. So the Turing Test caught my eye, and I'm just like, man, it looks great. Mm -hmm. um, and I, 
I haven't seen too much of the gameplay. I've seen all, you know the cinematic trailer and stuff like that, and the hard sci-fi storytelling element uh, really, it really latched onto my my mechanically beating heart. <laughs> so um, another question uh, is that I I know because I know you, I know that you are a redditor. So uh, tell us, am, yeah. what are some of your favorite sort of obscure, lesser-known subreddits? You got any well, good ones obscure, for us? And, and, and I like imaginary try to leave technology. Out porn. Ooh, I mean, okay, that? yeah. Imaginary, <laughs> imaginary technology te- is, it, I guess it's not really all that unknown um, for, for most people who, you know, who like sci-fi. But I go on there a lot, and I'm constantly looking either at – things that will inspire me for for stories that maybe we want to tell in the future or something like that it's uh basically artists um they they post their stuff there or people post artist stuff there and wow. it is uh science fiction inspired technology of all kinds that that independent artists have have done and so you'll see all sorts of awesome paintings it's part of like a a, a bigger network you know of these uh imaginary blank you know fill in the blank um and people will post artwork and stuff there uh so there's like imaginary technology imaginary max uh there's just hundreds of these subreddits um imaginary mindscapes etc they've um, just earned a new subscriber uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, i just I'm pulled it up and... right there <laughs> I know. I just pulled it up. I was like, "This is really cool." All, yeah, uh, Steve. All this talk of sci-fi, uh, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Yes. Oh no? man, that looks great. Uh, hey, uh, you know, if I can find some time, I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely gonna play it. Um, I, I got my hands really full uh, for the next month or so with trying to make sure that that you know this thing happens for us because we, you know, Dream Loop really needs this. Uh, you know, yeah. so Are you I'll, I'll be pretty busy. Games make cost money. <laughs> hey, you know what? I might be surprised, but uh, I think uh, I think yeah, it might cost a little bit more money to make than people imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, our price point will will stay the same on Xbox One um, and uh, PlayStation Four at nine ninety nine for for everybody. Uh, that's cheap. Oh wow, that's an awesome. Yeah. That's a amazing price point. That's a. That is the all right. I'm gonna buy it regardless. Price point on my end. I'm gonna jump right in there. So that's what we're hoping for. You know, that's it, awesome. immediately accessible fun, and that includes the price uh, aspect of it. Um, we we don't really want to deter anybody from from buying it because they think oh it's too expensive or something like that. So we we're just like hey, we're gonna do the same thing we've been doing. It's it, nowadays it feels like this is the Xbox equivalent of putting your quarter in an arcade machine. You know. The nine ninety nine price point. It's it's honestly it's a it's a great great looking game. I mean I've watched a a, a few YouTube videos so far before Thank we jumped you. on with you and it's uh, and I don't want to downplay the soundtrack that you guys have is is awesome. Yeah. I, I was blasting it just before the interview while I was writing these questions actually. <laughs> yeah, our buddy Matthias uh, he um he he made that for us and it, it's been really incredible. Um, I, I listen to it all the time, and actually, sometimes it will play in my dreams because, uh, you know, if I'm oh, doing like testing or anything like that, I always hear this dee 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 dee, and like it's it will play in my dreams sometimes, and that's not a bad thing for me. Uh, and and Reese just told me that it's it's available over on Sound SoundCloud that you can listen to, so I'm gonna yeah, you can yeah. check it plug out, plug that up, and uh, be listening to it today. 
Yeah, we'll also probably smack those uh, videos on YouTube or something like that. Uh, obviously, like monetization free, of course, but just so it's in multiple places so people can find Montheus's music because he, he did an incredible job and he, he brought, I don't know, without that element, SGW wouldn't be what it is for sure. That's awesome. So do you guys have any plans for what's next after after you release these on uh, on Xbox and PS4? Yeah, um, you know, we're we've got another project in the works. Um, that one is still pretty far away. Um, it's a bit more of an ambitious project. Uh, it's called Challengers of Kalia, and it's uh, turn-based tactics, uh, kind of like a, I guess you could say, a fantasy gladiator management game with turn-based combat. Uh, so you basically you have to pick a bunch of warriors and then. Um, well, you have to purchase their contracts and stuff through uh, this big contract system. Then you outfit them for battle and you train them, and then uh, you'll fight AI in kind of an an RPG like setting uh, with turn-based combat. So that's what we're working on uh, so for like the next little while. Manager meets Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, I guess you could say <laughs> that. Or, uh, for instance, Gladius uh, meets Football Manager, but with more with more high fantasy type of setting. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we, we've just reached the just about reached the end of the interview here, Steve. But there's there's one question. I'm gonna warn you, okay, because uh, you know we we talked about you know having a, a sort of a fun and 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 not really serious vibe on this podcast. But this is when right. shit gets serious, okay? This is okay. cutting edge forefront of hard hitting journalism. Kotaku got nothing. On this, okay, you ready for this question? Yeah, I think so. They do, they do journalism over there. Let I, me shake it out. I, I, I pray tell. All right, so which? I'm nervous. Which classic video game character could you knock out with one oh. punch? I don't know if you know this about me, my man, but um, you see this shirt I got on right here? This is my MMA Viking shirt. So, not only uh. Back in the day, I used to do boxing, Muay Thai, uh, Jiu-Jitsu wow. for a number of years. I'm also uh, – I write for MMA Viking. Okay. Um, and for instance, on the MMA subreddit, I am uh, – I'm an approved submitter because of my technical analysis. So uh, <laughs> when it comes to fighting, I think uh, I'll knock them all out. All like, at once. <laughs> all at once. Just oh. a, a giant falcon punch to the dome. Uh, but okay, let's be a little more realistic. For sure, Glass Joe. Yeah. Um, for sure, Glass Joe. And <laughs> that, that, maybe that virtual Mike for... Tyson. <laughs> the... Wow, virtual Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. That's virtual Mike Tyson. Watch out for your not virtual real Mike theory. Tyson. Yeah, hey, whoa, let's not, uh, let's not get too serious here. But for sure, virtual you, Mike Tyson. You know what, Reese, we're going to have to start up something next is uh, we'll start have to compete all of our guests against each other and who could knock out who. <laughs> Oh, God. I don't know if going to go against Steve, actually, know. after that little... I know. <laughs> I know. This is now, now very intimidating. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Fighting it was a necessary skill when you grew up playing video games with my brother. Uh -huh. He's just a... If I wanted that controller, I knew that I had to fight this giant for it. And so I kind of learned how to do that pretty quick. Nice. Well, Steve, it's it's been an absolute pleasure to have you uh, on the podcast. And we wish yeah, you... Yeah, we wish you all the best of luck with your with your release and uh, 
we're doing our best to line up an AMA so that the subscribers can ask you guys questions themselves. Okay. Uh, um, and yeah, so I'm not sure when that's going to happen, hopefully around launch. But yeah, so thanks again. And yeah, thanks again, oh, guys. Uh, AC, uh, where can, uh, if they want to find out more about the game, are you guys on Twitter? What's your website? All that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, dreamloop.net for anything about Dreamloop specifically, and we have stardustgalaxywarriors.com. Um, we also have, we're on Twitter at SGW Game and Dreamloop Games. Um, we're also on Facebook, SGW Game and Dreamloop Games, uh, both. Um, so, you know, and we're also super open on there. So if anybody ever just wants to, send us a, a message of encouragement or a great giant go f yourself like we're typically uh, <laughs> you know <I've> <laughs> to listen to that all the time uh, uh, what, what about you uh steve you personally what's your twitter if anyone wants uh, to that darn later. steve uh and yeah okay great <laughs> I, i'm there but uh that's entirely my personal twitter so all of the dumb bullshit that i say that <laughs> I take responsibility for that, not Dream Loop. Okay, great to know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> thanks again, Steve. And uh, yeah, take it easy. It was man. great, guys. Yeah. Uh, if anybody is, you know, at PAX, um, come by our booth, booth seventy one oh nine. Come say hi. Uh, play the game. Um, you know, and it'll be out September 9th, ninth. Uh, Nine ninety nine on Xbox One. Brilliant. Awesome. All and right. Thanks, that. guys. So thanks very much for that interview now clay are you ready to record the rest what? of this episode no no what are you talking about i'm busy playing battlefield what are you doing oh okay um well it looks like we'll return with a regular episode next wednesday but for another week xbox off you're listening to xbox one party chat podcast the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this. Bye, Dave. Play me Xbox One.